Welcome to Look at My Records. Beautiful day today, people. It's back in the middle of Indian summer, I guess, because it's almost October, but it's beautiful out. Kicked off the show with a new song from Tough Sunshine called Two Kids in the City. 
off the forthcoming new record from Tough Sunshine, which is due out in late, late October, Dig Deeper Peanut. I'm very, very happy to welcome to the program today, Mr. Johnny Couch. Hey, how, you how doing? are you? Did I say the last part correctly? Couch. That's right. Couch like a sofa. Is that your real last name? It actually is my real last name. I had a different stage name at one point when I was in Napalm Stars. They called me Johnny Napalm. And then that stuck with me for a while. Everyone in New York knew me as Johnny Napalm. And then I decided to go back to my real name, which I think is actually a better stage name, Johnny Couch. It's a great stage name. I like it a lot. Good move. I think that's a good move, Johnny. Thanks. And you just released your debut LP. You had an EP come out a couple of years ago. It's your debut full-length, Mystery Man. That's right, Mystery Man. But before we get into that, I did a little digging about your background in preparing for this interview. You were a drummer in bands like Napalm Napalm. Uh, Napalm Stars. Stars, <laughs> and then another band, like a garage punk band, yeah. right, in the New York City area in the early aughts? There there was, uh, yeah, a garage punk band. It was called The Choke. Uh, I was in another band called Honey Burst, which was also a garage punk band, and that, that was when I was in Pittsburgh um, with uh, Michael from The Cynics. That was, a, that was a really cool band, too. And you're originally from Cleveland. How'd you make your way over to New York, and when'd you... Moved to New York. I got to New York quite a while ago at the top of 2002, and I made my way here via Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, I was in Pittsburgh for a few years, and that's when I played in Honey Burst. Um, so by, by the time I got to New York, I was kind of a garage punker drummer guy, and I did that for a while until I decided to, to, uh, to be Johnny Couch, the solo guy. Yeah, it's an interesting transition because I did watch a Napalm Stars. There's some good YouTube content from Napalm Stars, really heavy, aggressive garage punk stuff. There's a good video, I think, of you guys playing in the early 2000s at CBGB's. And this stuff sounds totally different. It's very synth-heavy, 80s stuff, your solo stuff. How'd you transition from playing kind of an aggressive brand of punk to this poppy, synthy, 80s-sounding music that is on Mystery Man. It's interesting. I was always uh, really into uh, a lot of punk and garage rock, uh, but I was always into the bands that were more song-oriented. So uh, by that, I mean the late 70s punk bands, the Ramones, Buzzcocks, the Damned, the Clash, all bands that were really kind of super song-oriented, all bands where if you kind of slowed down their records that would sound like a pop band. I mean, um, I always thought if you slowed down uh, a Buzzcock song uh, a, f- a few beats, it, w- it would almost sound like the Beatles because the harmonies are so good. Yeah. So um, I, I kind of always, I kind of still have that punk influence in my songwriting now because of the pop element. And I was always a fan of all of these 80s new wave kind of bands growing up. I, I guess I just didn't realize it. You know, um, uh, when I was growing up, I always kind of had a, a tougher exterior. I was always kind of into the harder sounding stuff. But then you grow up and you realize how much you real, how much you actually love those Cars records and those psychedelic Furs records. I kind of, upon reflection, realized later on how much I really loved that stuff. 
um, even when I, even if I wouldn't admit that to myself when I was younger. And is this solo project something that you started maybe working on while you were in other bands, and then maybe that project ended and you decided to pick it up again earlier in the 2010s? Or yes, yes, and no. I, I mean, the thing is, I had a band um, in the in the late two thousands, um, a punk rock band called The Choke, and I was doing uh, a lot a lot of the songwriting for that. I was co writing all of the songs in that. So I really got my um, experience as a songwriter uh, in that band, and then I, I did a couple of songwriting projects after that. So. Uh, I think I just realized later on that I was enough of a, I had enough songwriting experience to start writing on my own, and I did. I I, I only became a solo artist in 2000 at the end of 2015, the beginning of 2016. So it took me a while to to realize that I wanted to do solo artist work, but I'm glad that I did because it's it's opened up a whole new world to me as as a songwriter too and a performer. And so did you record this in Georgia, right? Did you record the whole thing in Georgia? Who'd you work with again? Um, I, I worked with a guy named Peter Maverick Georges. He's a great guy, really experienced uh, musician. He's even, um, he's worked with people like Nick Cave. He, uh, he was Tav Falco's guitar player for a while in the Panther Burns. He's, he's done all sorts of crazy cool stuff. And he, uh, not only did he produce my EP and my LP, but he also engineered it, mixed it, played guitar and bass on it. Uh, he's basically my right-hand man. The, the, on the whole record, it's just the two of us, me playing drums, keys, and vocals, and him doing bass and guitars, and then we bring in uh, different uh, back vocalists sometimes for different songs. But, um, but the core of it is just me and him doing all the instruments. And how did you guys meet and decide to start working on this record together? You know, it's... it's is it a relationship you've known him for many years and worked with him previously or it sure is one night in the early 2000s i was hanging out at brownies right before brownies closed down and i had just moved to new york and there was this band on stage called the yeah yeah yeahs and no one <laughs> no one knew who they were yet and um i meet this super tall guy and they call him the tallest man in rock james clavunos the drummer for uh Man and Nick Cave and all that. And Jim's Clavunos and I became friends that night. And he says to me, because we we're both drummers, we had things to talk about. And he says to me, I want you to meet this guy Peter. And Peter and Peter and Jim had, had Dollhouse Studios, which they started here in New York. Peter moved it to Georgia later on. But uh Jim's Clavunos introduced me to Peter that night at Brownies and uh, we've been friends ever since. This was probably in 2002. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's a long time ago. Yeah. And Already almost 20 years ago. Yeah, like 17 years ago. You know, uh, a lot of hanging out with Peter for years and years. Just He was just a great friend. He was DJing. He was partying. We were partying. Um, he ended up DJing with a good friend of mine, uh, Eric. And Eric and I started a band later on. And uh, we were just friends for years. And then, uh, you know, later on, I, I finally realized how great of a producer this guy was, as well as being a great friend. And he was even the best man at my wedding. So, <laughs> uh, 
he and I go way back, and it's been a pleasure working with him every step of the way. So Mystery Man kind of has this film noir theme to it. You're really into film noir stuff. I love the cover. You kind of like got a detective thing going on with the magnifying glass. Tell us a little bit about that. It's really cool. Well, it is it is true that I've always been a fan of sleazy movies. Um, uh, by sleazy, I mean Brian De Palma films. Uh, <laughs> so... But I've, I mean, I've been I've been a fan of film noir as well. Um, you know, uh, the films that were black and white detective kind of stories. Um, but then, as you get into the '70s, where everything's in color, it it, it becomes, I guess, what they call neo noir uh, at that point. And and all of these neo noir films have kind of really inspired my my music in a way. Films like Body Double, the Brian De Palma film Body Heat. Um, even more uh, recent films like Drive with Ryan Gosling and these kinds of films that have this uh, kind of lurid colors and that just draw you in. They're so they're so kind of um, cinematic and 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 colorful, and they evoke these kinds of feelings that that uh, are steamy and sexual and and kind of um what i think about when i'm writing music is is i want to i want to give the audience the listener sexuality i want to give them mystery i want to give them heat i want to give them rock and roll truth and beauty and i kind of have been inspired by these films to uh uh, in a way, as a songwriter, I, I think about them sometimes when I'm writing a song. Not not every song, but it, it is a big influence. So is that lyrically and sonically, would you say, as an influence? It's a little bit... Um, it's it's definitely uh, sonically uh, sometimes because of the... Uh, the feel. Uh, the feel, but but it, it is lyrically um, on a few of the songs on the record... Not all of them, but there's definitely a few songs on the record. There's Mystery Man, which is very obviously a, a film noir character that is me on the front of the record cover. But uh, then there's Vertigo, which is obviously uh, a Hitchcock movie, but also um, gives you that kind of uh, film noir feel. And then there's a song at the end of the record, Framed, which is really directly influenced by movies like Body Heat and... Uh, Play Misty for Me and maybe even Fatal Attraction, you know, <laughs> where uh, the character in the in the in the song is actually framed for murder and stuck behind bars. So that song, quite literally, the lyrics are are directly uh, a result from those movies. Cool. And is this the first time you kind of incorporated that into your songwriting, or did you do that on the first EP? I feel like I didn't get it as much on the first EP. No, I wasn't going for that on the first EP. On the first EP, I was just writing rock and roll songs. And, you know, I'm so inspired by stuff that isn't really film noir as well, bands like Cheap Trick or uh, whoever. But um, on the first EP, I was just kind of starting as a solo artist and and uh, just writing the best songs that I could write at the time. And... Uh, this time, I went for more of a thematic element because I was doing a full-length record. So I wanted to bring something in there to have a, a theme running throughout the album. And it, it is. It's in there. It comes in and out of the record throughout. 
Cool. And I definitely want to play some songs from this new record, Mystery Man. I think Irrational Hearts, I've been dancing to that for the last month, basically. Love the song. And you made a funny video for it. What was the inspiration behind that video? You have like kids playing. One of them's supposed to be you as a young child. That's right. There's a there's a young boy. His name is Emery Crum, and he plays the young Johnny Couch. And he's like eight years old, and he plays the young Johnny wearing the uh, the signature the signature hat, black, black leather cap, and the and the and the denim jacket. And he's running around Brooklyn, acting like Johnny Couch, but maybe uh, not partying as much. Um, but he's running around creating chaos. And uh, at the end of the video, well, I won't give it away. You'll have to watch it. But, <laughs> but I, I'm in the video, too, as a sleazy producer, kind of a Phil Spector type, if you will. Um, got the, <laughs> He's got the hair, the crazy yeah. hair, yeah. Like and then Phil had later on. And then the, to answer your question, though, there's a guy in the video with me. There's a girl, Jill, Susie, who's playing the, the record executive. And then there's another guy next to me in the video playing the engineer. And his son is Emery, and that's my good friend Ben, who's a great guitar player. He had a great band called Great Lakes, still has the band Great Lakes. And he told me one time, he said, you know, our son is really interested in you and your music. He watches your videos. He's a really big fan. He's really musical. And so one day I just came up with the idea. I said, Ben, he should play me in a video. He said, well, that would be hilarious. He would love, he would love to do that. And so I said, well, that, that, that's an amazing idea. Why don't we have him play the young Johnny Couch? So it just kind of was a, a, a spontaneous idea that turned into a video. It's a beautiful song. I love it. It's fun. And it's a fun video as well. I'm a big fan of Irrational Arts. Oh, thanks. Perfect single, by the way, from the record, too. And I want to play the title track, Mystery Man, as well. Cool. And uh, Survival in the Summer. Anything you'd like to say about those? two tracks before we play them yeah um you know mystery man again is kind of a a slower kind of sleek kind of uh sexual tune that is is kind of giving off that neo-noir vibe but survival in the summer is a little bit more of a departure from that neo-noir theme of the album it's more of just a uh, a rock tune that I really wanted to write and put on this record. It, it kind of has a go-go's drum beat at the beginning, and it's really up-tempo, and I didn't really know what it was about until I started writing the lyrics, but it, it becomes a song about um, trying to maintain your youth and be true to yourself and be and, and stay youthful even as you're trying to grow up and survive in this hot city in the summertime and, and deal with reality, but try not to deal with reality too much. Let's, you know, let's stay youthful. Let's have fun. And that's kind of the idea behind that song. Great message. And today's a perfect day to listen to it because it's basically still summer. Yes. So let's dive right in to this first set of Johnny Couch's songs. All three are on Mystery Man, which you can purchase on vinyl via your own imprint, right? Your own label. Is that your own label? That's true. It, it is. It's Damaged Sofa Records. And uh, you can, uh, the, 
the LP is currently available in Brooklyn shops like Rebel Rouser, Human Head, and Rough Trade. But you can also order it online at roughtrade.com. Excellent. And let's not delay this any further. Everyone get ready to enjoy Irrational Hearts, the lead single off of Mystery Man.
Listening to Look at My Records on Radio Free Brooklyn, community radio broadcast from the Bushwick section of Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you, so if you'd like to support our mission, You can make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. 
No donation is too big or too small. And again, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so your contribution is tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that is RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. While you're there, you can sign up for our newsletter to be in the know about new programming, upcoming RFB events, interviews, ticket giveaways, special offers on RFB swag, and more. Sign right up, RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. And if you're listening on the internet, you could also take RFB with you on the go via our Apple and Android apps. You can download them at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash iPhone, RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Android for the Android app. Finally, after more than a year of dreaming, researching, experimenting, late-night conference calls, and early Saturday morning meetings, the Me team is happy and proud to present to you the Me bottle. This double-insulated, reusable, stainless steel bottle disinfects water in a 60-second cycle, utilizing UVC LED technology and is 99.9% effective against E. coli. A single charge via micro USB lasts up to 30 days, and the bright LED display lets you know when water is ready to drink. Join us in bringing clean water to all. Raise your bottle and drink to you and me. Find out more at mebottle.com. And now back to look at my records. Added a little special extra song in there for you. Wrapped up the set with Framed, the last track on Mystery Man, right? Yeah. Johnny Couch's Mystery Man. You heard four songs from that awesome record. Kicked it off with the single, Irrational Hearts, followed by the title track, Mystery Man, Survival in the Summer. Wrap that set up nicely with Framed. And you got some shows coming up in Texas, you were just telling me. Yeah, I in can't October. wait. Yeah, I can't wait. October 11th, 12th, and 13th, uh, Denton, Texas, Fort Worth, Texas, and Austin, Texas. Yeah. Really exciting. Everyone, when this episode is archived, I will post all the information with it so you'll have it nice and easy. Any Facebook events, they'll all be there. And where can everyone get Mystery Man again? You is can, it on Bandcamp? It is on Bandcamp. Go to uh, johnnycouch.bandcamp.com. Or you can also get it, of course, on iTunes. Um, or uh, roughtrade.com to buy the vinyl. Uh, you can order it online. And if you live in New York City, Human Head Records, Rough Trade Records Shop, and uh, also uh, Rebel Rouser in Bushwick. Woo! Everyone, get your hands on Mystery Man. As you just heard, it sounds awesome. Shout out to Johnny Couch, my guest, for creating a great record. Now we're transitioning to the second portion of the program. You pick some records from my record collection, and we're going to play them. Yeah, and you have a great collection, so it was, it was hard to, to uh, narrow it down. Thanks, man. We're starting out with the Smithereens from... New Jersey. Yeah. One of my favorite bands. Great representation of an era of great power pop rock songwriting, if they, you ask me. They just rock. They do. They're great. And Green Thoughts, which was the follow up to their really successful record, I heard it took Pat Denisio 
a long time to write this record or it was a challenging record for him to write. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us. But you picked Drown in My Own Tears. Why'd you pick that song? You know, I wanted to pick a song that was one of their singles off the record, but they had three really strong singles. So. Spellbound is one of them, right? Yeah. Um, well, I, was it? Um, I don't know. Maybe I know it's that, just a song. I, I know like that the house, the, the house we I used to live in, or something. Yes. Yeah, that was one, and then uh, there was another one, only a memory, which I think was a the big bigger hit for the, them. Yes. Yes. You're um, right. But uh, I don't know. I just kind of randomly chose it because all the songs off that record are so good. I just kind of uh, chose it randomly. It was hard to choose, actually. But yeah. uh, they're all so well written, and Drown in My Own Tears is just really beautiful and, and mid-tempo and, and pretty and just so well written. That's why I chose that one. Great choice. And after that, we're going to hear Drown in My Own... Oh, no, excuse me. Bermuda Triangle Blues... By Blondie off of Plastic Letters. Oh, that's a beautiful song. The vocals on that are just so sultry. Yeah. Debbie Harry's still going strong, too. She's always out there. I would see her in the media. Good for her. Still going strong. She's just lovable and, uh, and a great vocalist and just a great presence. Yeah. And then... I was really pumped that you picked an XTC record, my favorite band probably, and one of the great songs on Oranges and Lemons, Mayor of Simpleton, great, great single from that record. That's the lead single from that record, Andrew Par- Andy Partridge's song during their kind of psychedelic era where they did the Dukes of Stratosphere which was their alter ego type of band. Right. Well, they had the the guy from uh, the uh, Yellow Submarine guy do the album cover, even. Yeah. 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 And then they, uh, you had so much XTC stuff in your catalog that I thought, oh, man, I better pick an XTC song. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. And Mayor of Simpleton, great song. This is my favorite XTC record, too, so I love Oranges and Lemon. It's Particularly so fond of King of... King for a Day, the Colin Moulding song, which is the song right after this on the album. It's a great selection. Thank you. And then we're going to wrap it up with another great legendary New York band, the Flesh Tones, American Beat 84. Oh, man. I was in this this punk band. We got the tour with the Flesh Tones once, and it was so much fun. Those guys are wild and crazy and always put on the best show ever live. Yeah, I saw them one time. They played a couple of summers ago at Monty Hall in Jersey City. Mm. It was just nuts. They're, they're Still the going best. strong. Yeah, they just, they don't stop. They're just, you know, they're just a powerhouse band uh, always. Excellent. And so we're going to kick off this next set of records that Johnny Couch selected from my record collection with Drown in My Own Tears by the Smithereens off of Green Thoughts. We will be. Right back, people. Sweet to 
American Beat 84 by the Flesh Tones to wrap up that set of Johnny Couch's great selections from my record collection. Hey, people, we kicked it off with Drown in My Tears, Drowning in My Own Tears by New Jersey's own The Smithereens off of their great second album, Green Thoughts. Then we followed it up with a Blondie track off of Plastic Letters called Bermuda Triangle Blues. After that, Mayor of Simpleton, the great Andy Partridge song off of Oranges and Lemons by one of the all-time great bands in the history of music, XTC, and then wrapped it up with Queens, New York's The Flesh Tones, American Beat 84. Great. Yeah. The show has been awesome. Yeah, I love that rant at the end of American Beat 84, which is... Also featured in the movie Bachelor Party. Yeah, was this song... I feel like this song was part of a movie soundtrack. Bachelor Party. Nice. (laughs) I've never seen that film. I feel like it's a great song for the film of that title, though. It is. It is. It is a great great song and a great movie. Great job, Flesh Tones. Uh, Johnny, coming to the end of the show. Got a couple minutes left. 
So great having you on the program today. Thanks for coming by. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Um, all I can say is that I have some shows coming up in Texas. <laughs> and then uh, we've got 11th, 12th, and 13th, Denton, Fort Worth, and Austin. And then I've got October 26th at the Bootleg Bar with a band called Nasal Rod, which is my twin brother's band from Portland, Oregon, and uh, Moral Panic. And then playing with the Knox Boys at Grand Torino on November 9th. Oh, nice. So those are two local shows. Everyone go out and check out Johnny Couch. He'll be playing tons of songs from Mystery Man, which, again, you can order through roughtrade.com on vinyl, also available for digital download via Bandcamp. And, of course, on all streaming services, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, maybe. Never um, know about Tidal. I think I might be on Tidal, yeah. Probably. Probably, maybe. everyone. Yeah. I'll have to check. And what else? You got anything else going on for the rest of the year? Any other plans, music-wise? Yeah, I sure do. Well, um, I've got these these Texas shows, and I've got these New York City shows, and then um, I've got uh, some more stuff I'd like to work on. Um, I'm, I'm trying to work on a, a duet right now, because I, that, I think that would be fun to write a duet. So... I'm just trying to branch out and do some different things musically that I've I've got on the back burner right now. Cool. That sounds like an exciting back burner. Yeah. And when you're on the road, you'll have copies of the record with you, too, I'm sure. I sure will. I have the Mystery Man LP and also the Animal Instinct EP. There's still a few copies left of that, not many, but... Gotta, gotta get your hands on it, people. Yes, it's, uh, it, it is, it, it will be with us on the road, and we're excited to, uh, to hit Texas. Yeah, is your first time playing Texas as Johnny Couch? It sure is. I'm, I, uh, I can't wait. Uh, we were invited by Chair Up Charlie's, this great club in Austin, and so I, I booked a few shows around it. And uh, I've got some friends in Austin. It's going to be a big party. Cool. And you're playing a fest- an all-day festival on the 12th, right? Oh, yeah. Fort Worth, Texas, October 12th. We're playing the Dreamy Life Records uh, Music Festival. Um called Group Therapy 5 at Maine at Southside in Fort Worth, Texas, Saturday, October 12th. It's going to be like 20 bands. It's going to be a big party. Um, there's a beer sponsorship. There's uh, uh, It's all ages. Um, I think if you're accompanied with an adult, it's like, um, I think it's like an R-rated movie. You need like an adult <laughs> guardian or something. <laughs> I don't know. Kids, come with your yeah. parents to yeah. this show. Just, hold hold their hands. It's not stuff. PG thirteen. It's rated R. So you need to bring you need to bring your your uh, your parents with you. No, but uh, uh, and then um, of course, cheer up, Charlie's on Sunday, October thirteenth in Austin, Texas, which I can't wait to play. Cool, Johnny. It's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, Tom, for having me. I'm delighted to be here. And everyone, I hope to see you out there tonight. I'm going to be going to the Desert Sharks release show they're on my show a couple weeks ago they'll be playing with new myths and neva at the broadway oh i love those bands um neva is a great band that has my friend uh charmaine on drums cool so we'll see you there people at the broadway you've been listening to look at my records